You are now listening to the NYYST Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 199 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, and legally now have to say it as such. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And it's that guy, Rye. What up? Right. Now, you know, Chris had a major trigger moment last week. You know, I, I had... I had. All right. Enough now. Uh, what upgrade? Yeah, the dog. I don't know what he sees out there. There's because I don't see anything. I I'm trying to trigger you right now, actually, with my my choice for this. You episode. know, if the Giants were if the Giants were any good, I'd be triggered, but they're not. So Can't I really guess then I'll take it off. <laughs> so last week, you know, Chris got all in his feelings. He's like, "Oh, I missed two shows, and you changed the open." Oh, so mm-hmm. sometimes I'll say and stack guy ride. And sometimes I'll say and it's that guy ride. Do you have a preference? Like, cause I don't want you to be triggered as well. Um, you could take away the it's when it's just and stack guy ride. All right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, cool. no, the it's okay. definitely, okay. yeah. Whenever you do okay. that, I just, you're not, feels the, off. you're not in the power chair. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm in the power chair. You know, I do it for you. Okay. I do it for you. All right. All right, this is the only favorite I'll ever do. Okay. I'm low energy today, so I'm trying to save it for... The, for. So uh, Chris is actually debuting his Halloween costume today. Low energy. For anybody that's not watching on YouTube. Um, if you've ever seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, he's playing one of the kids. Because my man is down, what, 70 pounds? Almost 70, bro? almost, bro. Yeah, man. I still got yeah. a long way to go. I'm trying not to get, like... No, I don't think you have any more to go, dude, because you look... I, I'm very proud of you. You look healthy. Healthy. You also look, you also look like uh, sick. You also look, <laughs> look sick. sick so. in, mm-hmm. If you t- a good like measure of if you're looking good is if you also look sick. If you <laughs> when someone comes up to you and says you look healthy, that means you don't look good. That means you you're fat and you're eating too much. Or like after yeah, I you look sick, dude. After I got this is the most fucking rude thing people say to me. And I don't care. I have thick skin. But people, like, after I got married, like, a year after they saw me, they'd be like, whoa, your wife's treating you well, huh? She's cooking every night? Like, fuck you. Now I look sick and healthy. I'm going to fuck. Let me tell you something. Put a muzzle on the dog, please. No, we don't muzzle our dogs. You don't muzzle dogs over there? You don't have to muzzle it. Down in Howell, we muzzle dogs. That's why I don't own one. Actually, you know what it is? There's birds on the front lawn. And then there was a lady that walked past that looked like the bird lady from Home Alone 2. So I don't know what the hell is going on out there. Oh, this is good, guys. If you like dog barking, please leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. Well, um, you know what? Because as we spoke about this last week, we're real people here. So we have dogs. Dogs bark. And you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. He'll go lay down. Hey. He's, he'll go lay down. Do you want to be a corporate manufactured uh, podcast where we're like, this is topic uh-uh. A, and we have to talk about this for exactly seven minutes no. and 23 seconds, and then we have to talk about topic B. You have 10 seconds to respond. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Big show for us right, today. We're moving on. No, we got to move on. Move on. We're recording Sunday afternoon. It's about 4.15, uh, a couple hours before game five of the World Series. We'll briefly touch on the World Series here because it was a wild, wild game last night. Uh, the Rays won walk-off style in the ninth. I mean, that was such a back-and-forth game. I was, I think, it was the the Dodgers were up four to two. Lau hit a big three-run home run to put them up five-four, and then it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then I ended up falling asleep sometime between the eighth and ninth inning. And then when I woke up this morning, I was like, "Wow, the Rays uh, won the game." And I think we can put to bed because this was a, you know, this was maybe before us maybe in our infancy somewhere i don't know but it took off a little bit that you know people were saying kenley jansen was a you know historically better closer than mariana rivera yes it was right in our infancy you're right it was right there i'm i'm uh i'm good with ever making that comparison and i think everybody else should be too so that has to be the biggest defensive blunder since bill buckner let one go under his glove which in a World Series? Oh, that play last all night. All of it. Just, just I'm talking about a pl- a defensive play. The results of a defensive play being bigger than that last night. Well, I haven't, fielder, I havenven't seen one. Center fielder kicked. He the botched. Ball. Right. Then a Rosarena falls, so he dead dead to rights at home plate. Mile, mile. But it goes. Then it gets past the catcher, and then which it shouldn't have in the first place because he tried doing like some swipe tag yeah. nonsense, and 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 the ball trickled. Bye. What the hell was he doing there? Like then, you, you uh, had him Jansen, dead. You had him dead. And then Jansen uh, didn't bother to back up home plate. That was, that was terrible. He was standing down the third baseline on the unfair territory side. But me, cor- me, correct me if I, I'm wrong, real quick, because I was a little drunk, a little tired. Okay, when I was watching uh, that play, did he was the catcher just assuming at that point? Like he had no like gauge on how far down the line he was it was a rosarina right yeah, well um, yeah it, and what, what he it just like. he went to grab it and swipe tag when he was nowhere near home like all it he had to like do was catch it happened. and and is that chris what you might know this as as a pitcher like when you're backing up the catcher are you are you guiding in any way 100 you you're, you're 100 so you're communicating you're, listen that's usually the catcher's job in a lot of ways but when the catcher's involved first of all you guys are 100 right he's supposed to be, be backing up home plate there now i didn't see the full play unravel he might have been backing up somewhere else no but he wasn't he yeah. was lost so in then the middle of, so then of the as a pitcher you need to be behind home plate there and you are 100 just like the on deck batter is um waiting to for the slide to tell him you know slide left slide right or get down stay up pitcher's job as well on that play you're telling the catcher just make the you know just make the catch take your time he's not close he's not close he's only or you're screaming halfway halfway he you gotta you have to be orchestrating that from behind on plate because look what happened your catcher had no clue where he even was if he doesn't do that stupid swipe thing at at nobody you might go at least go in extra innings at that point. That was crazy. This didn't come from me, so I'm not gonna. I don't remember. I saw somebody tweet it underneath MLB's video um, of the play. Imagine if that was Hicks, Sanchez, and Rollers Chapman last night. No. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This our keep them dump them segment would be a lot different. Yeah. A lot different. But- I mean, the Dodgers just defining their uh, legacy here with this uh, group, man. And now it comes down to tonight. It's Clayton Kershaw. K 
can he get over that hump? But I, they're going to choke. It's done. Man, this would this is it. If Clayton Kershaw can finally yep. come out in a huge now, look, he's been good in in select playoff games, but it's almost he had like, a great game. Game one, right? It's almost like the Giancarlo Stanton playoff narrative up until this year, mm-hmm. where he would hit like a twelve to one home run in the eighth inning, where it didn't mean anything. That's kind of been Clayton Kershaw yeah. in the postseason. Uh, you know, yeah. when the when it's not as big of every game matters, but when it's not as big of a game, he seems to come through. When it's when his team's backs against the wall, this is when he seems to choke. So like this, could I, de- be, I tweeted it. This is this is a career career defining game. Tonight. Absolutely. And you know what? I've always loved Clayton Kershaw. I've always given him a lot of respect in a sense of I always thought he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. If he doesn't do it tonight, eh, and I think a, that's you're it gonna for him. remember it. Yeah. I think that's it for him. How many times is this guy gonna have an opportunity to carry his team uh to a World Series championship and just not get it done? I don't know. He's not exactly old, but he's also an older 32. With his, <laughs> his arm's old. Back. But he's still filthy, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame. It's just that he's got to get this monkey off his back here. Tonight's the night. Yeah, tonight's, tonight's the, night. the night. I really think whoever wins tonight's game is going to win the series in six. So I like that, too. I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. This... All right, so uh, enough World Series talk. Um, we'll get into what we're doing today. Uh, it's uh, keep them, dump them's week one. Uh, we did. We broke down the roster into twenty, actually eighteen players, and the general manager and the manager. So we're doing ten today, ten next week for a two hundredth episode. Uh, and then as as we close the show, you know, Marcus Stroman, who is a free agent, decided he was going to open his mouth this week. So and then block a bunch of people. Yeah, well, that's that's his motive. That's his uh, mo right there. So you know, we'll we'll pull. I. We'll we'll politely discuss Marcus Stroman later on in the show. So, but it's week one of the keep them dumpums. Um, I I like this segment every year, but I also wish we didn't have to do it so early. I don't even know if the Yankees won a World Series if I would actually do it. It would probably be a lot smaller. Yeah, maybe. But there's a lot of question marks surrounding this team uh, going into the offseason now. You hear that Hal wants to get under the luxury tax. We talked about that with Joe Rivera last week, which, look, man, I fought numerous people with the Yankees, a cheap narrative leading into them signing Garrett Cole because that's a lot of people were like, oh, they'll never sign Garrett Cole because they're cheap. But, dude, I understand COVID, no fans in the stadium. The window is closing faster than we would probably want to believe on this team. They got to go for it. They really have to make a move to go for it and try to solidify a world championship team in the offseason. You can't go into uh, 2021 with Garrett Cole and four question marks. You can't do it. Now, whether or not that's Trevor Bauer or making a trade for a legit number two, that's not saying James Paxton type who is a number two when he's healthy, but is never healthy. healthy. What's it going to be? We got you know, that's Brian Cashman's got to figure out. Uh, Brian Cashman's not on the list this week, so we can kind of debate his job performance next week. So, um, but you know, there's a lot of factors that went into who goes on the polls, right? You know, a lot of people are like, well, why would you put him on the poll? Who, why isn't he on the poll? Well, first of all, anybody that wanted to know why player X hasn't made a, uh, an appearance yet, 
20 players are going to be spread over 10 days of voting. So that means that only half the people that you're going to vote on have been posted so far. Also, why is somebody... It's not like I just... Look, full transparency, Garrett Cole's not anybody... is not on the list. You're not voting on Garrett Cole. Why? Because if you say to dump Garrett Cole, you're a fucking moron. Like, you just be... You're just, either that or you're just trolling the poll. There's no logical reason why you would sit there... And <laughs> you're a poll to- troll. You're a poll troll. You you don't want. There's no logical reason why you're going to dump Garrett Cole. There's no reason why we should sit here and debate whether the Yankees should keep or 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 let go of Garrett Cole. It just doesn't make any sense. He's a legitimate ace who lived up to that in a in this shortened season. And you want to see what the guy's got for you know for, through thirty plus starts or whatever it's going to be. Also, you know, there's certain players. You know, I'm. Very in touch with what Yankee Twitter is saying about certain players. So, you know, Aaron Judge, we'll talk about him today. Why is he on the poll? Yo, how could you put out? Because, you know, we'll talk about this a little. The guy's hurt all the time. He's becoming a little polarizing, man, when it comes to the fans. You know, some fans want to see him be be traded because he's always hurt all the time. It's not like we, I just made that up. It's something that's. And guys, for, you know, why are you voting on DJ LeMayu? He's a fucking free agent. Who else? What better type of player would yeah. you vote on than a free agent? Right. You know, right. it's guys that you read in social media that, you know, fans are unhappy with, pending free agents, guys that have poor performance. It's just not willy-nilly. There's like a, there was a lot of things that went into this, you know. So the one year we did everybody, and it was stupid. There was no point in it. But then since then, we scaled back, and we said, who are the people that we really need to talk about? And then we came up with 20 pretty good names. So if you want to get it started, we can get it started right now. Let's do it. All right, so let's bring up poll numero uno. By the way, if you uh, if you follow us on Twitter at MIY Sports Talk, that's where we Christian releases two polls a day um, throughout the week. You obviously missed this week if you didn't see them, but make sure you head on there for next week. Follow us and contribute to the poll. If you leave a good reply, we might read it during the show. All right, so uh, we'll start with the manager of the New York Yankees, Aaron Boone. We'll go around. Uh, we'll just. Uh, we'll start with Chris, and then we'll go, we'll go around the Zoom. Go around the Zoom. So we'll go. We'll start with Chris. Did Did you see? Did it, either of you see the results of the polls? Um, I did, and I have an idea on some guys, but not all of them. I actually, right, so yeah, not all of them. Same I don't. Uh, for For example, Aaron Boone, I have no idea what everyone right, so said. So, what do you think the fans voted for, Aaron Boone? Um, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say keep him. I'm going to say it was close, maybe 60-something percent, but I'll say keep. They voted to keep him. Fans voted 58% to keep the manager of the New York Yankees, wow. Aaron Boone. Wow. There you go, boom. How many people voted on that? Uh, 827. Wow, so that's a, that's a pretty split uh, decision right there. I'm surprised by that. I thought it would be a little bit higher in favor of keeping him. I think that's fair, though. I think fifty eight percent is fair. It's not I think it's I think it's it's rational. I think the overall you know the overall amount of uh fans out there are being rational with that. But um I think that's kind of what I expected. Obviously that was my guess. So I think it's more than fair. 
Yeah, this this kind of reminds you of uh, with with Boone that decision in Game Two. It reminds you of if the Yankees didn't bail out Joe Girardi in that Indian series when he didn't uh, do that replay challenge. Uh, when he you remember that when yeah. Sanchez was telling him, yeah, of course. But then but then he got bailed out. They end up winning that series, and his job he still lost his job, but it wasn't for that. Um, yeah, he was losing. This it no is something what. that you know, if he is going to lose his job, Aaron Boone it probably would. You'd, you'd fall back on that game two decision. But other than that, I mean, I don't, I, he back to back 100 game winners, winning seasons. And this was on the team, I think, overall this year that they didn't get it done. I don't think it was all, he might have dug them a little bit of a hole this year with some of his moves, but not, not enough to, to let him go, keep him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not breaking, uh, I'm not saying anything that's original here. A lot of people have said it, but it's, I'm, I agree with it 100% that. Aaron Boone believes in the analytics that are given to him by Cashman and the seven nerds. He believes in it. Uh, so that should be a reality show. Cashman and the seven um, nerds. Yeah. And if you really, and if you think about it, and like I said, this is not an original thought, but I, I'm going to express it anyway, because I, I fully believe in it. If you're Aaron Boone and your boss gives you, X, Y, and Z, and you carry that out, you know, how do you, how would you expect to be fired if you're doing exactly what your boss tells you to do, even if it doesn't work out? Where Aaron Boone's job safety and job security comes into question is if he goes against what yeah. the analytics are given to him. So he's carrying out his marching orders. That's exactly and, what I was saying last week with Joe. Like, why, at that point, if you're someone who believes in numbers and believes in analytics genuinely, and everyone's on board and this is what's being presented to you, why would you? Why would you go against that? You you wouldn't, and he doesn't seem that he does. I uh, again, there's really nothing been out there about this guy's contract status, and I would think a four year deal was probably, you know, I would have thought he got three years. Maybe it was third in an option. I, we have heard nothing about Aaron Boone's contract, which is really weird. But I would think, unless somebody out there knows and can tweet us at NYY Sports Talk. If you have concrete proof of what his actual contract status is, I got to think he's a lame duck going into 2021. Uh, I also think that in his mind, he's got to know he's got to bring home a World Series this year. Whether or not he's getting, uh, whether or not he's following protocol or not, he's got to maybe do things a little bit differently in his mind. Because I think he won't be back if they don't win a World Series this year. So, yeah. Uh, I, I that that has to be the benchmark at this point. I mean, it really does. We said it going into this year, and fine because of COVID. You know, nothing was nothing was really fair to judge someone's future on this season when it comes, especially when it comes to a manager or something like that. So, fine, you, you know, you get a pass here, but I think that has to be the benchmark going into next season. Yeah, I I know I said in the off season, and I hate people that flip flop and change their opinions. But I think, be, and I said it because it was COVID, and I ever since you kept pressing me on it after COVID, you, I just don't know that you're going to make drastic decisions like relieving your manager and general manager of their duties on a COVID season, regardless of the fact that they fell short and they lost in the ALDS. That's why. I'm will look if we played 162 and the Yankees lost, my vote would be to dump them, but we didn't. 
and I gotta, I, I just gotta give him one more shot. But my vote, if they, if the Yankee, if we're doing fan therapy in 2021, my vote is going to be to dump Aaron Boone. Oh but yeah. For 2020, my vote is to keep Aaron Boone. I still think that. I really still think that he's. Uh, the fuck is this I really, I mean, hold on. You guys go. I, I just honestly, I, I this is such a bullshit excuse, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to use this as an excuse. I'm just, I'm just honestly, again, uh, what I was saying, Christian wasn't listening, uh, but I'm not trying to use this as an excuse. I am just simply stating wh- where I think the Yankees fell short this year, and this is a team that really relies on clubhouse chemistry and and you know I think that's where Boone thrives the most and in a season where you can't really have that you can't have the certain you know traditions that you normally have as a team and your manager is kind of blocked from doing anything especially getting fired up on the field um you saw a different Aaron Boone this year you didn't see the same energized guy um, that we're used to when he really gets the most out of his team. Not an excuse. They they should have been better than they were. It was still disgusting. But I really think that's why, if you want to justify giving Boone another shot at this um, and and using COVID as the you know the shortened season and everything as a as you know a justification, I think it's it's definitely a valid one because of that. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Um... I can't. I just. I can't get rid of them off of COVID. That's the. That's my only thing. If they would have lost, in in a full regular season, then yeah, because I said it, and I especially the way they point, did. Especially the way they did. I'm just at a point right now where it's like you got to get it done. You 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 put this master plan into effect in 2016. And you, you just got to get it done. It just and and we'll talk about whether what that means for Brian Cashman next week. But you know, Aaron Boone was brought in to to captain the ship. Whether or not he's actually doing it or somebody else is doing it for him, he's the he's the figurehead of this. So, and you know I mean, what? You know what I was thinking too. Like, it's not a matter of who's in charge and who's doing this and who's doing that. The Yankees, you got to just take it all the way back to the hiring process. Right, the Yankees are hiring certain guys out of a likability. You know, Boone has that. Boone has a big likability factor where he gets along with everyone in the clubhouse. He's he just has that energy, and that's one thing. The Yankees loved him, but the other thing is they're not going to hire guys who aren't analytically driven. Right, they're not going to hire guys who aren't going to believe in the numbers and rely on them no matter what. This isn't a manager problem at this point. This is this is an this is an upper, organizational philosophy. Exactly. And that philosophy until until the Yankees organization, upper management, decides that this is not the right philosophy, you're going to continue to get the same managers over and over again. So it it doesn't matter if firing him, keeping him, they're still gonna hire another Aaron Boone. And so so I like Aaron Boone. I'm keeping him. I agree, though. This is it. This is it for me. This is the final year that he gets to try and get something done. You have all the pieces at this point, you know, barring a couple maybe uh, pitchers to fill out this rotation. 
And it doesn't matter really the team they put on the field, dude. If they don't win this year, I still I want to see a change. So, but for going into the year, I vote keep. Chris, you're voting keep. I go keep. Ryan, you're voting keep. Keep, keep. keep, All right, so it keeps all around unanimous. Us and the fans, we say keep. Uh, But we have a few fan comments to read here. And uh, here we go. This is at D Claudio five six. 6-3. I think for the bonehead moves he made, we forget the moves that he made that work. The players are the ones that have to execute. Bullpen was not as strong at the end, but how long can you keep holding a team scoreless waiting for you to score? And yeah, that's a it's a very fair comment. Uh, and it is always the moves that you don't make that are the moves that you make that don't work that get overshadowed by the ones that you do. And, uh, and yeah, about the bullpen, and yeah, you know, they were short in the bullpen again. We talked about that enough. Uh, and here we go. This is a, we'll wrap up Boone with this one. At Thomas Vino 2, bonehead in-game moves. We need a manager with leadership and not a fucking puppet. Uh, you're the fucking puppet, you moron, because <laughs> we just talked about this, and this is what fans don't understand. As long as Brian Cashman is in charge of this team, you will not get Buckshaw Walter or Billy Martin or or Tony Larusa or name anybody that likes to or any of those types of old school managers. They're not walking in the door. Brian Cashman let go of Joe Girardi, who believe who himself they called him fucking Binder Joe, who himself was a slave to the numbers, but because he he pushed back against Cashman. He's he's now managing in Philadelphia. Binder so the Joe. Yankees. I heard he got it, that tramp stamp on his back. Binder Joe. What Binder Joe? Binder Joe. He has it on his tramp stamp right in his lower back. So I mean, as long as Brian Cashman is running this team, this is what you're going to get as a manager. And you and oh, he's a puppet. He's a dancing by the strings. Okay. Yeah, you're does gonna. Make, be, you're just gonna get does it. That make it. Does that make fans feel better to call Aaron Boone a puppet? Okay. Because okay. you know what, Greg Giannotti called Aaron Boone a puppet to his face, and Boone basically told him to shut the fuck up. And then G's, you know, basically tucked his tail in between his legs about it ever since because Boone stood up to him. So if you're gonna call Aaron Boone a puppet, you know, at him. Okay. Let me. At least, at least let me ask him. you a question. If you if you were hired if you owned a business and you were hiring someone, right? To ah. that that you wanted to um, execute your plan, right? And you had a guy who was this puppet, and I'm using air quotes here. Would you then go and fire him just to hire a guy who you can't use your philosophy with and have execute your plan the way you see it, your vision the way you see it? Why would you do that? You're going to just continue to hire the same guys over and over so we can get as mad as at Boone as we want. And like I said, I'm not turning back on my word. If that was really his decision, which again, we laid this all out. It was an organizational decision that Boone ultimately decided to execute. Um, You know, I, I was mad at him. I was pissed off, but at the end of the day, you, you're going to get the same thing over and over. And until the Yankees organization changes that philosophy, I think we're going to continue to fail in the postseason because I don't see how this look, you want to do this all year for 162 games. Fine. But the postseason is different, man. This organization knows it better than anyone. They know it better than anyone that you can't rely on the numbers to dictate your success in the postseason. 
Okay, you can you can put a strategy together, but you can't put a blueprint together the way they did in game two. You just can't. And and, and until the Yankees organization finally comes to terms with that, the, the manager is not the issue. No. All right, moving on here, unless Ryan's got something he wants to add. No? You're okay? No. Yeah. All right, well, it's, you're up here, Ryan. It's time for Aaron Hicks. How did the fans vote on Aaron Hicks? Uh, heavily to keep them, probably. I'd say like 75% keep, maybe 80% keep. No, six, well, they voted to keep but at 67%. This is one of our okay. most, uh, we, what's the word I'm looking for? Engagement. We got one, the most, some of the most, I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. The, some of the, uh, this was one of the most engaging polls. Maybe that's the best way to put it uh, that we had yeah, here. Yeah, makes sense. With, with almost 1,200 votes and, and a lot of uh, comments on it, too. The fans voted to keep Aaron Hicks 67%. So, Rye, we'll start with you. What's your, uh, what's your take on Aaron Hicks here? It's, it's, it's tough for me with Hicks because it's it's you know if you trade him his best value is would be his contract right now but I don't know if his return would be worth more than just keeping him I love a, a guy that hits from the left side he's a switch hitter um you know favorable contract he gets on base at a very high clip and the Yankees need that I I I'll keep Aaron Hicks one more year keep that position warmed up for a guy of maybe like Floriel or Dominguez eventually to come up to, you know, Dominguez could be ready next year to come up. He'll be 19, I think, or 19 or 20. And he's 17. uh, He's 17 now. So 18 or 19, that could be the year. 17. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, look, Juan Soto, he came up for the Nats. He was 19. Right. Did you ever see bench warmers? Yeah. 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 I am 12. (laughs) I mean, his his birth certificate. (laughs) I haven't seen a lot of 17 year olds that are built that way because there was there was some footage of him swinging uh, yeah, a couple weeks. It, it was yeah, it, it it was nice. So you know, you might as well just hold on to Hicks with that contract and and oh, because he gets on base so much, he he's not that flashy guy that is it's gonna you know in your mind you're gonna want to keep him like, but it's just the fact that he can get on base. I, I gotta try to keep him one more year. Hopefully, he could just stay healthy, but. You know, I'm not getting rid of a lefty bat in a lineup stacked with righties. I just can't keep Chris. Um, I think that, you know, I'm sick of using this as his crutch here, but the player friendly contract is a big point with Aaron Hicks because it was low risk, high reward for me. Aaron Hicks did one thing that a, you never expect him to do and B something that a lot of other guys yet again couldn't do, and that was stay healthy this year. Um, I think when you give Aaron Hicks a full 162-game season, if he can continue to stay healthy, um, you're going to see a much better player. And I really, look, Hicks is such a, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm just so indifferent towards him. I'm He's just a guy who I think I'll always be indifferent towards. I don't think I'll ever have, you know, crazy emotion one way or the other with him but for now um I think he does a good job I really do I I I don't you know I really liked his at-bats in the postseason we talked we talked leading into it um leading up to it how well he gets on base um regardless of you know him having not that great of a year at the plate uh and him getting on base was a big factor for them in the games that they won so Aaron Hicks right now to me is is 
the least of this team's problems, and I'm keeping him for sure. I'm very much on the fence about Aaron Hicks because, as you said, I'm I, I'm not. Well, you said you're indifferent. I, I don't know if I'm entirely indifferent towards him. I see both sides of the argument of keeping him and getting rid of him because, as you said, high on base percentage guy, uh, team friendly contract. He's probably the only real center fielder they have on the roster. But also, the guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I mean, <laughs> really, what was the, my biggest takeaway from Aaron Hicks was that, yeah, he's a true center fielder, but his, his routes in the outfield were atrocious. Yeah. And he, um, he kind of cleaned that up in 2019 where I, I felt pretty good about him going into the offseason. And then he got hurt and he forgot how to play then, outfield again. Yeah, and then it was like, you know, I watched him a lot this year, and I'm just like, you know, he regressed out there. And, yeah, he's a he's a great on-base percentage guy, but he's also a career 235 hitter. And I don't want to hear that uh, batting average doesn't matter because it's it does. It still matters. Oh, it matters, guy, when, it matters when you're ripping uh, Gary Sanchez. Right, it matters it when does. all these people are ripping Gary Sanchez when he's when he hits one forty three or whatever he did. So it does matter. You know, you got He's a, he's not a big contact guy, and for a guy that has his pop from the left side, and you know, he I just expect more from him out at at the plate. I do. There's such huge shifts on him, man. Like you could drive an eighteen wheeler through the left side of the infield when the guy's batting left handed. Before you say your your answer here i just want to make two points to maybe that may sway you one way or the other the first thing being that um yeah he gets on base a lot we you know we were just saying that but ryan made a point that he's one of the lefties you know getting rid of that lefty bat to me i kind of bring that back to jay happ this year right oh, we're going to do this tricky play where we're going to take Garcia out and bring Happ in the lefty. Guess what? That lefty really isn't that effective. I'd rather have a, a better righty hitter than a lefty just for the sake of him being a lefty at that point if it's Aaron Hicks. And the second thing is you talked about batting average. And, you know, at the end of the day, batting average doesn't matter when you're still producing in big numbers in other ways, home runs, runs batted in all your stupid saber metric bullshit that is showing that you're producing runs and your war is higher. If you're going to be a two, what was it? Christian two thirty five career hitter. Yeah. You, you better be popping me at least 20, 25 home runs a year and, and a decent amount of RBIs and getting on base a lot. And until, and until Hicks can put all that together along with kind of getting back to his ways in the outfield. Aaron Hicks has one twenty seven home run season in the, uh, his other his highest career total after that is 15. And the other thing I just wanted to say that's kind of a, a defense to him, this was a shortened season. Not only that, he was hurt leading leading up to it. So, um, yeah, you you I think the regression in the outfield could have been maybe expected with lack of preparation. You hope that he comes into next season looking like he did back in 2019 again. Yeah, so as I was saying, I don't care for his approach at the plate. Yeah, he gets on base a lot. He's got a good eye. That's great, but he's, he should be making much more contact than he does, and he should be making much more harder contact than he does, and he should be a smarter – look, I don't want to single out Aaron Hicks for not hitting against a shift, but it seems to me that it's just 
for some reason, I just notice it more when he's at the plate. Maybe because I feel like he's he should be able to have more control of the bat and go the other way. And he's maybe should have a little bit more speed than some of these other guys do and should be able to leg out infield hits that when you try to push the ball the other way. But to me, Aaron Hicks is not a guy that should be swinging for defenses every time that he's up at the plate. And it seems like that's what he does. And All he, the time. And if he's not, he's swinging for defenses, he'll connect once in a while, and then, you know, he'll work his walk. That's basically what it is. Aaron Hicks is going to strike out, he's going to pop one up, or he's going he's gonna to walk. That's pretty much what Aaron Hicks does, and then occasionally he'll run into a few. So, you know, there's a lot, to, there's things to like about Aaron Hicks. There's also things not to like about Aaron Hicks. Uh, ultimately, what it comes down to for me is the Yankees' usage of him. If Aaron Hicks was my nine hitter, which is what I proposed he'd be going into the postseason, my vote would be to keep him. But because the Yankees are fucking stubborn and want to bat him third all the time, uh, my vote is to dump Aaron Hicks. So I'm going against the green wow. here. Everybody voting to keep Hicks that Ryan voted to keep, Chris voted to keep, fans voted to keep. I'm voting to dump Aaron Hicks. Wow. I won't. If the, Aaron Hicks is not on the team. I mean, I fully expect him to be there, but if he's not, I'm not going to shed a tear over it. Wow. Okay. So let's see. Let's go to a couple fan comments here for uh, Aaron Hicks. Um, All the way 08 says, wow, I can't believe so many people wanted to keep Hicks. Hicks is a bum. When he's available, he's rarely great. When he's on the verge of being great, he gets hurt. He's a bum in the outfield. Dump this guy. Mm. (laughs) Sounds like your burner Uh, account. It might be. Uh, Although he's using a Avi of Dave Gettleman, and you'll never see me do that ever. So. Uh, also, I mean, yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in a lot of agreement with all the way away has to say about Hicks. It's just like whenever you waiting for Hicks to take that next step, it just seems that he never does or he gets hurt. And I, he's a good outfielder to be a center fielder at Yan- for the Yankees, though. I kind of want you to be great. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe because of Bernie and, you know, uh, Joe Mickey Day, Mantle Mickey and, Mantle. And Joe, you know, the, the long lineage of great Yankee outfield uh, center field center fielder has always carried this, this team for, for the Yankees. Like they've always had that, that certain aura around them. And Hicks certainly does not have that. All right. So at Sarah diesel, seven twenty says, I don't understand the hate for Hicks when healthy, he can hit 20 plus home runs. He's done it once in his career. So I don't know um, that he really has it in him, but you, you, you can say that he does. Uh, He's a good outfielder, has a good eye at the plate, which is true. I'll never take that away from him. I know he's not Mike Trout, but he's decent. Yeah, he's decent. That's definitely that's not Aaron Mike Hicks Trout. Uh, and finally, we'll wrap up with at Mike Oler. 32% of people literally know nothing about baseball. No, Mike, 32% of people fucking pay attention to the type of player that Aaron Hicks is. Somebody that makes that type of comment might know nothing about baseball because if you're going to die on that hill that – Oh, people that vote to dump Hicks don't know about baseball. I got to question what your other takes are there, pal. I really do. You know, again, I appreciate you listening to the show, but. Yeah, but but you're fucking dumb. Okay. That's (laughs) Christian's ultimate judgment of you. If you want to know who had the most votes for any poll that we ran this week, it's this one. So it's Gio Rochella. Chris, I think you know the answer. What did the fans vote on? I'd Gio have Rochella? to. I, I mean, it's got to be overwhelming. 
type poll here to keep. Uh, very close. 97% of fans voted to keep Gio Rochella. I mean, so, yeah, wasn't much of a polarization there with this guy. He, not only did he have an, a phenomenal year last year when you weren't expecting it, he had another year where you weren't expecting it either. You kind of like on the fence. You didn't want to admit it, but you felt like last year might have been a fluke for the guy, but he really came through. Look, and my only my only uh, argument here and my only critique of Urshela, negative comment, I guess, is that after that first series against the Indians where he was phenomenal in the field and up at bat, uh, he kind of disappeared with the Rays. And, and if Urshela stays hot there and Urshela is putting, putting the ball in play, you might have a different series at that point. And he just kind of really disappeared in that series. But, I mean, who didn't disappear at that point? So Urshela is a definite keep for me. Yeah, I mean, you think of his value too. He's barely making any money. What what out there is better defensively than Gio Urshela? Because he he kind of reminded you of how great he is defensively. I think this postseason, I think he made what that error in the DS. I think he made one error there against the Rays. But like, yeah, it, that that that's what was his namesake was his defense. But then he comes here last year and he he starts showing his offensive capabilities and. It, it, that that play he made, what was that against the Indians with Chapman on the mound? That double play he turned was incredible. And you think like the the other option would be Miguel Andujar. I mean, how many runs do they give up if Miguel Andujar is out there over Gio Urshela? So you look at what he's done in his short time here. It's and the value with with what they're paying him. It's landslide. Keep him. Yeah, I think Gio's only on here because we had to get to twenty, and I was trying to figure out how to get there. And there's a lot of you know, the fans want a lot of moving pieces on this infield this year. And, you know, there's still the Andujar stands out there. So I figured it was worth a shot voting on Gio, even though I figured it would be overwhelmingly keeping. Yeah, I, I, I got to vote to keep the guy. I don't see a reason why you get rid of him. Although in a perfect world, do I want Gio being my everyday third baseman? That's maybe a different question. Maybe, yeah, that's that's a different question, sure. You know, can we can we upgrade from Gio but keep him on the team? You know, I would love Gio Rochelle to maybe move back into being a guy that gets, you know, maybe three hundred at bats a year, not and not five or six hundred at bats. If we could do that, but you know, again, you know, you're just talking. Well, how how are you going to pull that off? Who's going to go come in? Where are you going to move guys around to? Right. But there's absolutely no reason to get rid of Gio Rochelle, whether or not I you want him to continue to be an everyday player or not. Because I think you're only going to push Gio so far to where you start getting diminishing returns on him. So, yeah, he wasn't as – he was good this year. Don't get me wrong. But was he as good as he was in 2019? No. he. I don't think he was at the plate. So I would like to not overexpose Gio Rochelle, I guess is a good word to use here. So if there's another option to keep him around, maybe get him to play – you know, maybe 90 to 100 games instead of, you know, 150. Maybe we could work on something like yeah, that. Yeah, I agree but with that. No, there's absolutely no reason why you get rid of Gio Rochelle. And yeah, also, and, like, you're not going to be able to trade him because GMs are just going to come back and say, yeah, he had a great 
great 2019, but this year he, he looked great. Another another solid year, but it was only 60 games. Who knows if this guy's a fluke or not still. It's, a, it's not out on Gio Urshela. We might think it is because we're Yankee fans, but when you're talking a negotiation of, of a trade, you know GMs are going to come back with. This guy is definitely not an established talent in this league yet. The, it's it's still out there. So that's a, that's the really the, the biggest piece there. You, you can't really move him. You're not going to get anything for him. No, he'd be a he'd he'd be an ancillary piece in a trade. It's like you're not mm-hmm. moving Gio Rochella to. He's not headlining bring, a deal. It, yeah, you're not bring you're not trading Gio Rochella to bring you back a big piece. You know, um, so we're all in agreement here. The fans are in agreement. We're keeping Gio Rochella. Uh, I want to read this comment from Boo on un, Boo Sullivan underscore DMT. What's the context? I mean, am I keeping him or, or am I keeping him over a guy like Lindor? Now, mm-hmm. the context is, and I'm tired. Of, this is this is what I don't understand that people don't get. The context is, do you want the fucking guy on the team or not? It's not like, well, I'll keep him, but, you know, if you dig up Cleet Boyer or Brooks Robinson, you know, then I'll get rid of him. It's take the player, and I know people don't want to do things in a vacuum. You know, this is meant to be done in a vacuum. Look at the player. It's not who can I get. Like, right. Like, it's just like a mat- go, it's just, it, It's so you know, simple. It's, like, it's keep him or dump him. Like it's that simple, you know. It's not like you go to the. It's not like you know you're you're going to get your first car, and your your dad says to you, "Well, I'll take you to the Ford dealership." And I'm like, "Yeah, but like, but can I get? I'll get a Ford, but can I get a Mercedes instead?" Yeah, no, 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 no. This is it. This is your lane. Stay in it. Right. That's all it is. Also, well, you don't... know, if I can get Lindor, then yeah, I'll dump him. No, it's do you want Gio Rochelle on the team or not? Do you want any of these players that we're debating on the team or not? That's it. It's not any more complicated than that. That's it. Don't be stupid. So uh, you got a lot of these similar questions, uh responses here. Let's just read this one from W. Cranford 14. Red Sox fans should be the only people voting to get rid of Urshela. Don't overthink this. SMB0230 says, apparently 3% of your followers are Red Sox fans. Only explanation for voting to dump him. So. <laughs> I, agree. I do want to read one more from J.V. Savage. Uh, J.V. Does Savage, because I like this one. He says, the eye test doesn't match the nerd test. Uh, he is reliable, and the only other true contact hitter they have besides DJ. Yeah, and uh, also for for all you nerds who claim he's not a good uh, defensive third baseman, he's up for a Gold Glove. So yeah, and and they they determined that on defensive analytics this year. And and then just and look at the plays he was making in the postseason. You got it. You got to take the situation uh, into account as well with that. Those were some huge plays in, in those games. Well, you mentioned that uh, Gio Rochelle is up for a gold glove. You know who else is up for a gold glove? Clint. Who's that? That's Clint Frazier, who's our next topic. Ryan, how do the fans vote on red? I know mm. we're not supposed to call him that. We call him, what do we call him? Trent, Trent Red? Trent and Red. Trent and Red. Red. All right. So how did the fans vote on Clint Frazier? 91% keep. Very close. 89% fans vote to keep Clint Frazier. Uh, I would. I'm gonna probably. I should have done this before the show, but I should. I'm gonna do it after the show and post them side by side. Uh, I can almost guarantee you it was the opposite last year when we voted on. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good call. Um, am I up right now to yeah, talk right about yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, you know, let's talk some Frazier, bro, dude. I mean, I ha- a guy. You could argue that he could be up. I don't know if they've been. 
when they announced this, but comeback player of the year award could go to Clint Frazier because I mean, you wouldn't have, if you had to guess going into this off season, would Clint was Clint Frazier a part of this team's future? I think the, the answer would have been no. So for now it's, it's just now it's 89% of the fans want to keep this guy. And that's, that's saying a lot because I mean, off the field, on the field, Pretty much everything was going wrong for him, whether it was his play, whether it was the timing of being injured when he had the opportunity. And then instead we got Shane Robinson that one year when he was up, he, he wasn't making the most of his opportunities by making terrible defensive mistakes out there, like just routine drops. And he totally, he, every aspect that he had weakness in, it seemed he, he, he made up and, and improved on this year, his off the field, his media responses, how he was on social media, how, and then the biggest was his defense. I mean, it was shocking how, how good he was. And I mean, obviously it wasn't just the the eye test if he's up for a gold glove now. So it wasn't just an improvement. It was an, it was a huge improvement and that's saying a whole lot. So I'm not getting rid of a guy like that. I'm keeping Clint. Yeah, I'm definitely keeping Clint also. And, and one thing is to be said, um, we said it, you know, Every time he was a controversial controversial topic, we said <clears throat> Clint Frazier's job is to is to stop giving the Yankees justifiable reasons to send him down. Um, not only did he do that, he exceeded that. In now, there's no justifiable reason to even keep him out of this lineup and starting in, in the outfield. Um, for me. I think that beyond his performance in the outfield, beyond the fact that he's up for a gold glove, you can see too easily where his attitude was was taking him and where he could have used this as an excuse to become the victim here, to talk about how unfairly he was being treated by the Yankees. And I think he would have had a point um, to some to some extent. But... He could have went down that path. And if he did, I promise you, he'd never even be stepping foot on a Major League Baseball field again. But he didn't. He decided to own up and take responsibility for his lack of performance in the outfield. And he came back as a fucking gold glove nominee. That is something that you don't get in a lot of guys. And I think Clint Frazier overall turned it all around. I'm keeping him 100%. All right, so I looked it up here. This is the third year we voted on Clint. 2018 fans voted 64% to keep him. Fast forward to last year, 65% to dump him. And then this wow. year, 89%. What a to turnaround. Keep what a friggin' turnaround. Wow. Hopefully, it's not a pattern, though, and then they want to <laughs> dump him now next year. Yeah. But no, yeah. Pretty awesome. Good, good callback there. We would have looked that up. That's good. And good what idea. was the poll this year? 89% to keep. Wow, that's like almost that's almost a hundred percent increase. Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement with everybody here, and uh, we're keeping Clint Frazier. I mean, this is twenty twenty one is Clint's year. He's going to be a starting left fielder on his team. Uh, I would be shocked if he wasn't, unless he gets traded. If he's if he's if he's a member of the Yankees organization and not the starting left fielder in twenty twenty one. I got a question if he'll ever be a starting outfielder for this club or if he's starting in right field. I got to question other things that are happening. But in a perfect world, I think heading into the 2021 season, Clint Frazier is your guy. He's your he's your starting left fielder. 
the legendary bat speed. The only thing is I would I love the fact that he really worked on his defensive game this year. And, you know, you wouldn't. And I tweeted this earlier this week when the Gold Glove nominations came out. Not even Clint Frazier himself would have believed that that was a real tweet, that he was a Gold Glove nominee when he was punching the ground on Sunday Night Baseball against the Red Sox in 2019. That's how far he's come as a defensive player. I'm not saying, you know, I still don't believe that he's truly a gold glover out there, but he's more than adequate now. Now you don't hold your breath when the balls hit the Clint Frazier. Yeah. And I always said this. I, I always say the mark of a good defensive player is whether or not I have to have a panic attack every time the balls hit to him. And I don't feel that way when the balls hit the Clint Frazier anymore. So that's a great job by Clint. Clint's a little streaky at the plate for my taste. He is, but so is a lot of guys on this team. Uh, you, you just hope that now that he can settle into knowing that he'll be an everyday player in 2021, that he can be more consistent up there and be a guy that can hit two. I don't even need Clint Frazier to hit 350. Hit 280, you know, 25 homers, drive in 80, be that type of guy. I don't need – I really don't need more than that from Clint Frazier. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So we're all um, in agreement. I mean, what? No, I just wanted to bring up that Carlos Carrasco won comeback player of the year. For some reason, I thought this was his second uh, full season coming back from uh, what? What did he? What yeah, was he, he had diagnosed? Some type of cancer. I don't leukemia. Type. It was leukemia. Yeah, no, this was his first. It was his. It wasn't yeah, his so. first time back on the field since it, but this was his first full season back. I, all right. Well, he he won comeback player of the year. Uh, Rightfully so. so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just, yeah, I just wanted to say that. All right, so we'll get into Continue. a few fan, few fan comments over uh, on Red Thunder here. And here is this one I don't get. At the Bear Jew. I, what kind of what kind of at is that anyway? The Bear you, You've never Jew. seen. It's you never because you've never seen Inglourious Bastards. Bastards. That's one of and your I biggest want my scalps. Is that a is that a character from the movie it's, yeah are the you bear kidding me like originally never seen in glorious bastards adam sandler was originally cast in that role but it, they they went out I, I don't know what happened i think it was a scheduling conflict they had to because adam Tim sandler Roth. is going to do a tarantino movie dude you've never seen in glorious bastards yeah he's yeah. Not, he doesn't see in tarantino films we're in the killing nazi business and i want my scalps anyway he writes trade greater than dump I don't get that. What? He wants to trade. So he wants to, what he's trying to tell you is he, he's under the assumption that keep him or dump him means you're either keeping him or you're throwing him, literally taking him on the team bus and dumping him off the, over a the, fucking cliff oh, into, into the, the fucking, okay. into, into the, the river. Sacred. Right. Okay. okay. So what he wants you to know is that he doesn't want to dump him like that. He wants to get something back for him. Oh, okay, he wants okay. to treat him like a human being here, and okay. and trade him for for valuable pieces. Okay, why can't why why do people have to make things more complicated than they have to be? We're playing a fucking game here. Do you want hey, Clint Frazier yeah. on the team, or do you not want him on the team? It's a simple, guys. Simple in a, in a world is. in a world of complex things in your everyday life. That's this it. is this is simple. No, I don't want to get. I don't want to cut him and get nothing for him. I want to trade him. Then you want to dump him. That's what we're doing here. Do you want him on the team or do you not want him on the team? That's what. And, the and game don't take is. it personally. Not, we're just no. Take it fucking personally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do it. 
But please listen to our show every week. Please, and please give us a five-star rating and review. Yeah, definitely keep listening. Keep listening. All right. This is, I got, this is at Hoodie Frazier. This was a thing that came out last year where people made up parody accounts mm-hmm. at Hoodie, Maven, at Hoodie, whoever. Cute, cute, cute. So cute, cute, uh, we got to read at – I mean, we have to read at Hoodie Frazier's comment. Uh-huh. Bats like Clint's don't come around often. He can continue improving to become a hitter that pitchers are afraid of. Plus, he busted his not 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 part of his ass, guys. His whole ass. He busted his entire ass to become a solid defender. It would be insane to not want to keep him on the team. He deserves the spot in left field. Yeah, I agree. He deserves a uh-huh. spot in left field, and I uh-huh. love yeah. that he busted uh-huh. his entire ass because some guys they just, okay. they just bust yeah. part uh-huh. of just it. The uh-huh. Just the cheek, just the cheek. Okay, he hit uh, both cheeks in there. Okay, he got the whole man. Okay. All right, let's move on here. Uh, I don't even know what to say about this other than fucking J Hap. J Hap's next. Can we just can, can we please dump. like can this be a quick one since we since yeah. we still have a few to go can this just be a quick uh a quick one here dump. I don't I th- who's up me I think yeah. this is a quick one okay dump. it 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 should be one hundred percent dump but it's probably like ninety seven percent dump and uh and that's not even acceptable dumper? like it should be one hundred percent dump yeah it's uh it was actually not even close. To ninety, I mean, yeah, close, but ninety four percent. And this had the like least interaction of any poll that we did, which is not surprising. I think the fans are just over J Hap, but no enthusiasm behind J Hap. Ninety four percent voted to dump J Hap. I would like to question what is wrong with the other six percent of you that what you saw out of J Hap would require you to want him to come back on the team. Zero percent of if he took the end of his season and carried it into the postseason, you might have an argument. With with Severino being hurt for the first half of the year next year, uh, still not ready to go, with Tanaka and Paxton as question marks right now, you could maybe make the argument, if Hap takes his the end of his season into the postseason, you can make the argument for Jay Hap, even if he was decent in the postseason. But after that, you cannot justify wanting to keep this guy anywhere near this team. Can I can I sum this up in the easiest possible way? Yeah. He fucking sucks. Sucks. Sit. Sit. This is the this is the thing that annoys me a little bit about running these polls is that I want to get a good cross section of what the fans are thinking. So when you're going against the grain like that, at least put your name to it. Why do you want to keep them? Yeah. I can't believe 6% of people that voted on this were all trolling or accidentally hit keep. Somebody actually out there voted and really wants them to stay on the team. He was like, you I know? think yeah, this is a good idea. You just say why. Just tell me. What, what do, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll make me put a spark in my brain and be like, yeah, no, but no. No, it's never. I don't ever want to see. I don't even. If you're going to go against the green, give me your perspective. I want to. I want to take your perspective in. Uh, I want to vomit, and then maybe I'll, maybe I'll consider it. The only thing I'll say on half is 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 how he, how terrible he was to his teammates and and to his just team in general. Where if you're going to be a five starter, at least be a leader, be that veteran veteran uh, presence out there. He was talking to the media about. 
his option. He was barking at Luke Voigt when he, he mishandled the ball in the, in the playoffs. Like just, just do your job as a leader at least. Yeah, really. And he didn't Dude, do that. So there's no reason to keep foot. him. Yeah. He's playing on one foot and you're going to give him shit. Like shut the fuck yeah. up. Jay. No, he, he, he has absolutely nothing positive to offer to this team. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So it's bye, all, bye. Good all point, around, right? all around Thank dump Jay Hap. All around. Dump all Jay. around. And to go back to what the, you know, what we were talking about with the bear juice comment that you literally don't want to dump this guy in a fucking river somewhere. No, that's what we need to do with Jay Hap. Literally dump him literally, in a fucking river. This is when keeper dump becomes literal now. When, when Jay Hap's involved, we are fucking dumping him. All right, so we did have a couple comments. Uh, Amanda RS0113, Hap has done nothing, showed no improvement. Time to move on. Yes, Hap has done nothing. He sucks. Thank you. Sucks. And at Billy SS, he had a stretch of a few good games, which I'm grateful for. But twice on the biggest stage, he has come out and he has come and put the game out of reach. Nice guy, but major liability. No, he's not really a fucking nice guy. Uh, No, he's really not. He's really an asshole. He, you know, maybe he signed an autograph for you, and that's why you feel that way. But based on what I saw on Jay Happ this year, he's he's not really a nice guy. And guess what? He that autograph to, is fucking worthless. So you can I throw mean, it out. I mean, you know, we got Chan Ho Park's autograph, and I very valuable. Didn't even bother to take it home. So very valuable autograph. All right, so here we go. I mean, fuck Jay Happ. I never, you know, I always say that I never want to talk about Sonny Gray again, and he's, he always fucking worms his way back in every so often. I don't ever want to fucking talk about Jay Happ on the show again. There, it's not even, and here's the thing, the difference between Sonny Gray and Jay Happ. Sonny Gray, we knew was going to be good when he left the fucking Bronx, so people were going to bring it up. Oh, look, the Right, we talked about up. it from day one. They fucked up Sonny Gray, and then I got to come out here and tell you to look at the fucking splits. It wasn't Larry's fault. Sonny is fucking, he's just a scared fucking, whatever. Jay Happ is not going to go somewhere else and pitch like a fucking Cy Young candidate. It's not going to happen. You want to know why? It's not going to happen. Want to know why? Because he never has ever. So. So, I mean, I think really, if we can really never speak the name Jay fucking Happ on this show again, we should really just never do it. Fuck Jay Happ. I'm glad that's over with. All right, moving on here. Uh, Ryan, you're up. The machine. How did the fans vote on DJ LeMahieu? Well, this one I kind of knew because I caught it early on, and it was at 100% with like 200 votes. I'm guessing someone must have voted to dump him, so I'll go with the 97% keep. Ultimately, it ended at 98% keep. DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep this guy. The the only reason you dump him is because there's another team out there that's going going to offer him a ridiculous amount of money. I do see that happening. I I don't think the Yankees are going to be able to keep DJ LeMahieu. I, I think other teams see what he does. Yeah, he's not that flashy power guy, but what he brings to a lineup is so important. And you're you're not seeing that from guys anymore. That that classic traditional type of baseball player that he is he's quiet he does everything right off the field he's he's not the guy that you're going to build a franchise around but he's a guy that you need in your franchise if you want to take that next step so obviously keep him unfortunately though I do think he will be playing somewhere else next year um for me I I first have a question because this isn't my area of of uh 
expertise. I don't know much about contracts and when you can sign them and, and whatnot. Could the Yankees have offered him a qualifying offer to extend or an offer to extend his contract midseason this year? There's a at a certain point where you can no longer uh, discuss contracts with players. I don't know. I think it might be before the trade deadline, obviously around. Uh, yeah, I was reading a little bit on something on it today. Like you cannot sign free agents. He's, I think he's officially. Con- I don't think he's officially considered a free agent until after the World Series, and you can't sign free agents until five days after the World Series, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So, so I think a few things come into play here. I think the first thing is that every team is going to be. Um, hurting a little bit, you know, as far as money goes with the, with the lack of revenue. Um, so as much as other teams might offer him more than the Yankees are comfortable offering him, it might not be as, as much as you're thinking. Um, but the big thing for me is if they were able to do it mid season, why wouldn't they? And the only thing I can come up with is that you don't know what kind of a year he's going to put together. And he did get hurt earlier on um and you kind of you also don't want to disrespect him and and you know offer him some bullshit number that it's also not the yankees practice they don't they never really do but for me if you're going to make an exception it's this guy and i'll say this i'm 100 keeping him i'm not saying that the yankees are going to do this like i was earlier because it sounds like they're genuinely going to try and stay in the luxury cap which is a whole nother argument we can have but under the luxury tax. But for me, I cannot justify letting this guy walk. For me, it is the biggest, ultimately the biggest mistake the Yankees can make going into 2021 is letting DJ LeMay, you put on another uniform next year. And I can't understate that. I cannot Stress that enough right now. Their biggest mistake is letting DJ LeMayhew play in another uniform in 2021 if that is what ends up happening. Yeah, I'm in a total agreement here. I don't care who the fuck they bring in here. You cannot let DJ LeMayhew walk. And I was hoping, and I just went through the comments, and I was hoping that somebody from the 2% explained to me why they want to get rid of DJ LeMayhew. And if your answer would have been, oh, so we could trade for Francisco Lindor, you're a fucking idiot, number one. Yeah. And number two, it makes absolutely no sense that you would want to get rid of who's been your best player for the last two seasons. DJ LeMayu has outperformed everybody on that roster for the last two years. And you want to let him go? Why? And this is what pisses me off about Yankee fans, okay? It's the new... Everybody loves DJ LeMayu. Oh, oh my God, dude. The fucking tweets. I won't be a fan of this team anymore if we don't re-sign Diesley Mayu. Okay, first of all, fucking slow down. Number two, you know, it's like, oh, it, it's a travesty if we don't re-sign Diesley Mayu. We have to have Diesley Mayu. Somebody folds out a tweet that the Yankees can get Francisco Lindor, and it's like, fuck Diesley Mayu. I'm so sick and tired of the way that this fan base acts towards their own fucking players because that now there's a new shiny object that you can possibly have. You see what the the shortstop class is going into the next two seasons. And granted, we fucking hate Carlos Correa. He's one of the best players in fucking Major League Baseball. I don't care what anybody says. He's a piece of shit, a scumbag. I don't want to have to root for him, but, dude, he's fucking great. There's nothing you can say that he's not a great baseball player. Yeah. Trevor Story... Corey Seager, Francisco Lindor. There's probably others that I'm missing. 
Now it's fuck DJ, fuck Glaber. We don't need these guys. Look at these guys that we can send, we can sign. But I'm telling you, and I tweeted this that you're gonna you're gonna go out there, you're gonna possibly not sign DJ, you're gonna possibly trade Glaber Torres to get a guy like Francisco Lindor on his team. And then to make that make sense, you gotta pay him three hundred million dollars a year over what eight, nine, ten years, right? And then the first 0 for 10 he has, you're gonna tell me to my face on Twitter that he fucking sucks. The Yankees are stupid for trading him, stupid for giving him all this money when they don't even need him because the guy they did give $300 million to that they really, truly need it had a three-start fucking slump in a COVID season. You wanted to run him out of fucking town, and now you can't <laughs> wait to have your ass, your lips sewn to his ass because he pitched his fucking guts out in game five of the division series. So I don't want to hear this shit anymore about, about these superstar-type players that we can possibly get and disrespect players on our team that have outperformed the fucking contracts that we had and that we all loved, but now, oh, the new shiny object is out there fucking forget about DJ LeMayu Glaber Torres hits 38 home runs oh he sucks as a, as a shortstop now let's get Francisco Lindor fuck you seriously fuck you I'm tired of it I'm sorry I'm just I'm just at my breaking point with this shit and I'm not saying that we shouldn't want to go out there and try to make deals and try to improve the team but it's just like like, keep them, dump them, right? You literally want to take these guys, put them in a fucking trash can and throw them in the Passaic River because there's a possibility, you know, a little 1% possibility that the Yankees and Indians will make a deal for Francisco Lindor. And it's like, oh, fucking forget these guys. It's the same mm-hmm. thing he, uh, people were doing with Didi Gregorius. You guys loved him so much. Oh, the emoji tweets are so cute. Then all of a sudden you got wind that you can get a, somebody else or he got hit 230 or whatever. It's like, fuck this guy. I'm tired of it. I'm sorry. I'm fucking tired of it. Okay, then. So you're going to keep him. Yeah, I'm keeping DJ LeMayu, and I'm going to completely agree, agree with you. I don't care who they bring on this team. It's the height of stupidity to let this guy walk. Look, he, the qualifying offer is $18.9 million. The Yankees are probably going to extend it to him. Here's the, here's they're, how they're the, probably going to have to make a deal based off of that. Joe Rivera, I think, what did Joe say, three for 60 or something like that? I think it ultimately get done that four for 100 with an option here. I don't think either side wants to I think he said four for each 80. other. But here, here's how the game, here's how the game will go. It's called uh, Brian Cashman's worst moves. Ready? Um, what move was worse, acquiring Jacoby Ellsbury or letting DJ walk? DJ. Walk. Oh, by far, it would be letting DJ walk. Okay. Um, s- signing and then re-signing Javi Vasquez back in the day, or letting DJ walk. Letting DJ walk. Uh, trying to make Jabba Chamberlain. Uh, go from one of the most dominant relievers to a starter, back to a reliever, back to starter, back to reliever, and then ruining his entire career and life or letting DJ walk, <laughs> letting <laughs> DJ walk. Okay. It like literally there's literally nothing ruined this guy's life. And literally he's literally <laughs> auctioning his entire house off because you ruined his life. And this is still a worse move. He can't I, even get a job at fucking five guys. Literally and- Walmart denied him. Okay. Can't spell Jabba without a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I can't stress yeah, this enough. Seriously, we it will be the worst mistake. Jabba, yeah, um, whatever. <laughs> um, you, I can't stress it enough. That it would be the worst mistake they can make. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. You got to keep DJ LeMayu. So we'll just read a few fan comments here. Quickly, what do we have? Three fucking guys left? Uh. <clears throat> Uh, at Yankee Nindy 27 doesn't even deserve an answer. And if anybody votes to dump them, they're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Great answer. Uh, this is our boy at respect to Jeter. Who is the 
is this the same person that voted against Jeter going to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> and, and go follow by the way at respect to the number two jeter he's a partnering account he helps us out a lot and vice versa go follow him on twitter and here our boy thomas vino again i say dump him but because the yankees could use that money for bauer and Didi. i mean really thomas vino doesn't respect my my uh, opinion or anything I say, he said, he said it's all stupid, um, but he loves our show. So I'm just, I stay out of it when it's Thomas, because I don't want to, I don't want to put that burden on him to have to listen to me justify his answer. There's no justification of the answer. Do you think Gregorius, you're going to let, you want to, now we're letting, oh my God, I can't, I can't just, I, I don't even want to. I almost, I almost dropped out of my chair when I was t- ranting earlier. I just can't. I can't do it right now. I'm sorry. Didi Gregorius, I was told how much he fucking sucks all last offseason. Now we're going to let DJ LeMayu go for him. All right. Who's, what do we have? We have four left? We have four left. Three left. No, we have four. Yes, we have four. Mas- I don't know why I was going to call him Masato because there was a wrestler named Masato Tanaka. My fucking brain hurts. Uh, here we go. Masahiro Tanaka, keep him or dump him. Chris, I think you're up. What do the fans say? Uh, I'm going to say keep maybe around 70%. Right on the nail. You hit the nail on the head, bro. Wow. 70%. I've been pr- I got to say, vote. if you go back, I've been pretty accurate with all of these. Fans vote to keep Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, the reins on this one because I needed to breathe for a minute here. Uh, yeah, I'm voting to keep them, and it's not, and it's just because I think they're going to need some veteran leadership on this staff. Now you're going to say, well, what are they paying Garrett Cole for? Garrett Cole is the ace. Garrett Cole's job is to go out there and just fucking dominate teams, and every team needs you know, a veteran guy at the back end of the rotation. And I don't think the Yankees should go out there and spend money on somebody that hasn't been here for the past, what, six seasons to be that veteran guy on the rotation when um, they have Masahiro Tanaka here. And unless Tanaka is going to get blown out of the water by his former team in Japan, uh, I think he he wants to come back, and I think there is room for a reunion between the Yankees and Tanaka. So, uh, and again, as we always say, Hap was good as your fifth starter as long as you stage your fifth starter. CC is good as your fifth starter as long as you stage your fifth starter. Tanaka is good as your fifth starter as long as he stays your fifth starter. So, if you're going to bring Tanaka back, you got to fill in the gaps between Cole and Tanaka. Tanaka cannot move up from the five spot. But ultimately I'm, I love Masahiro Tanaka uh, and I would love to see him come back on a, on a two year deal. So yeah, I'm going to keep Tanaka. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to keep him as well. It's just, this is another guy that for the Yankees, he pro he'll profile more as a four or five, but there's going to be a team out there that will offer him two money two, maybe even a three starter. And if it's Japan, they're going to offer him, you know, more money than that. So there's going to be suitors out there that are going to offer more money than the New York Yankees. So then it comes down to, does Masahiro Tanaka want to finish what he started here with New York and try and win a championship here and maybe take a hometown discount? Because I'm telling you, a team like the the Angels, <clears throat> they're going to offer him a lot more than what the Yankees are going to offer offer Tanaka. I'm, I'm telling you, it's 
the Yankees, if that rumor is true that they want to get under the luxury tax, then that's the first person that they're going to say goodbye to. So I don't know if that pairing with him and Otani would actually work, though. It might be, uh, but it would be a nice marketability out there. You get the, you know, those guys out there, and then with Trout in there, that's that's very favorable. Oh, okay. Well, hey, they they they'd be able to put their differences aside. I'm sure if if they're if the Angels are offering, I don't think Tanaka's going to mind. But then maybe they won't offer if that's the case. But no, I, made I still that up. think I just don't think that I just oh. think that the personality of Otani would just not welcome Masahiro Tanaka because Otani's yes. soft. We know his personality soft. so well. Um, yeah, well. This well, is... did, did Otani want to come here? No, I know. You I, listen, bro. I agree and, uh, with you. I agree with you. Um. This is gonna really pain me. Uh, what were what were you ultimately dump right or what? No, I, I'm I'm keeping him, but uh, that's just another guy like DJ LeMay for me that they're not gonna pay, and he's gonna make more money going somewhere else. Yeah, I mean to the Rakuten Eagles, I don't think he's gonna. Yeah. Get, uh, you know, yeah, the I, Dodgers, I, dude. If the Dodgers don't win the World Series this year, look at this man. They 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 didn't have that extra starting pitcher, and they they keep going with the, this bullpen guy or or who are, who did they start this time? Ur, Urias, who was a starter, but. I mean Tanaka and for the Dodgers, that's that's another team that's going to pay more than the yeah. Yankees. Yeah, listen, this is gonna really pain me because I, I said last week and probably the week before how much I love Tanaka, how much I realize he's gonna go down as one of my favorite Yankees of my of my time um as a fan. But we talked about it last week in, in depth. Um he lost the one thing this year that, that kept him valuable for me. And that was his performance in the postseason. And I'm not saying I wouldn't be okay with them keeping him. 100% I would. And, and I think he can still turn it around. But for me right now, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say dump. And I'm sorry. I think you hear my son screaming outside the door because he wants to see me. So this is what I've been dealing with today. Um, but yeah, ultimately dump. And that, and that really sucks. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're we're Chris is the only one going against the grain here. He votes dump. Ryan, I, and the fans are voting uh, to keep. And we'll just read a couple of fan comments here. Again, here Ken Miller Lopez. The question can't be answered in a vacuum. Yes, it can be. That's the whole fucking point of this. And I'm not even going to bother reading the rest of your comment because I'm annoyed with you already. All right. So uh, here we go. At R6S, it's been a long time, and it hasn't been working. He needs a change of scenery, and we need a pitching overhaul. I don't know necessarily if I agree with that it hasn't been working. I mean, has he been the ace that maybe we envisioned him to be since he that he came over here? No, but, I mean, have you really – I mean, really have you overall – all right, now that he's reached the end of his, his, uh, his contract here – would you say it was worth it or a mistake that the Yankees brought Brian Cashman over? I mean, that brought uh, Masahiro Tanaka over. When you look at it on the surface, I mean, you're sitting there and you're and you're like, yeah, I mean, he's been okay outside of his postseason performances where he's been great. But when you really take a look at his numbers, he's been much better than we're, we're you know, than the impression that we get just thinking surface level. He's actually been really good. I think he has a sub four ERA. I think he's mid threes. Um, and he has a high winning percentage. I mean, he really, was he ever an ace? Absolutely not. I don't think he ever really came close. But he's been really good. 
Now, I think he's been their biggest big game pitcher of the last, you know, five, six seasons. So, yeah, I think it was worth it. Career 3 7 4 ERA with the Yankees. Uh, he had two seasons over four, uh, 2017 and 2019. Uh, I mean, he had, did have a couple seasons where he pitched really great. 2014 before he got hurt. Yeah, he did pitch I like mean, an ace, and then in 2016 he had a 307. So that's right. I wouldn't call that ace level, but that's that's what you want out of a number two. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it was worth it to to have Tanaka yeah. here. It's debatable, I, I but uh, I don't not, think it was a waste of money to be honest with you. Yeah, agreed. All right, so I guess we'll carry on the show while Chris is yeah, off dealing with. Well. Uh, let's let's do the next one. All right, so Ry, you're up anyway. It's uh, it's Gary yeah. Sanchez. How did the fans vote on uh, the Kraken? Man, here? I'm actually not sure how they voted. I guess with their recency bias, it would have to be 68 percent dump. Close. It was 60. I, I lost it here. It was 65 percent to dump Gary Sanchez. Oh man. I, again, it's like if you're putting yourself in a GM shoes, you have to think. What's his value right now? What do we have to replace that value? And what's out there that we can get to replace that value? And I, I just don't know unless you want to spend big on a JT Real Muto if it's worth getting rid of. But but if there's if there's a guy that you can trade for after dumping him, I think I would do it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say that I would dump Gary Sanchez. I, obviously, with the hopes of them going out and signing maybe a more defensive, reliable type guy, because we saw that with Higashioka, man. When he was playing every day, there was some balls that you just know Gary Sanchez wasn't going to be able to block, whether it was Gar- Garrett Cole or, or I mean this entire staff, you're you're throwing guy after guy is ninety-eight or then crazy breaking pitches and it, so so at that point we have enough boppers enough home runner bus type guys that it it's just that the the time right now is is to maybe go more defensive behind the plate so i try to i try to dump them and 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 look elsewhere um uh, for me ron gary sanchez right sorry i had to just settle my mm-hmm. son down jesus christ um i thought about this a lot this week and I, the conclusion I've come to is there's no upside to dumping him right now. We're not talking about a guy who is making money. We're not talking about a guy who has to be a liability. He doesn't have to be. If you can, kind of what you were saying, Ryan, from what I caught, was if you can have, create some depth there, and I, and I don't know if you guys brought this up, but... um. I wanted to bring this up last week and then I think it started to become more of a mainstream uh, thing topic was get a guy like Yachty here, right? We, we talk all the, we see it all the time where like a, a young rookie quarterback gets drafted and there's a veteran on his way out, but kind of takes him under his, under his wing. Why not test that out this year and see if it helps Gary improve behind the plate and and up at and up at the plate. I mean, the, to me, when you're sitting here and saying, "What is your only downside to keeping him, even if he doesn't perform? What's the only downside that you don't have another catcher?" Okay, so go out and get yourself a a competent catcher behind the plate. And if he runs into a couple, 
uh, up at bat. That's a that's great. But let just get a good defensive catcher, and let's see what Gary can do in this in this final year. There's no his value is at an all time low, and and there's just no upside to it. So for me, I'm keeping Gary Sanchez. I'm letting this ride out, and I'm seeing what happens. Yeah, I'm voting to keep Gary, but as with Boone, and uh, I'll give away a spoiler, and as with, uh, I'm going to say with Cashman next week, this is my final straw with him. I need to see improvement from Gary Sanchez in 2021. I can't have the continued regression of Gary Sanchez in 2021. I'm yeah. willing to give it a, another shot here. Um, and here's another thing that I'm gonna that's annoying me now because you said uh, now it's gains gained a little traction, and we'll I'll just bring it up briefly there was an interview with a beat a cardinals beat writer down in st louis and he had mentioned that there might possibly be some interest with the yankees and yachty to come in and be a mentor slash push uh backup gary which dude i think that would be fucking awesome i would really love to see that to be honest with you and uh what does that mean for kyle Higashioka? who the fuck cares what yeah who cares man he's not your future anyway because uh, dude, and it's just, I'm going to get to that in a second when I read a fan comment. Uh, my catching plan, my future catching plans going forward, Kyle Higashioka is not in them. So anything that I do regarding Gary Sanchez or anybody else that I might bring in there, I don't, I just, yeah, yeah, Hickey was good this year. I can't, you know, he did what he did and, you know, and kind of stabilized the catching position for the Yankees. But it, ultimately, dude's dirty. He's a career minor leaguer. I'm not making decisions based around Kyle Higashioka. I'm just not doing it. But, yeah, and here's and like you said, now, you know, it's like one person says something, and a lot of people don't even fucking understand what it means, and then they'll just run with it. Like, somebody brought up the fact that the Yankees could non-tender Gary Sanchez because he's in arbitration, which would mean that they don't even bother to sit down and discuss a contract with him, just basically cut him loose. Now people are like, oh, we could non-tender Gary. What fucking world do you live in that you think Brian Cashman's really not going to offer Gary Sanchez a contract after everything that they went through with this guy that they're just going to let him walk out the door while he's still under team control and get absolutely nothing for him? Yeah. Dude, I mean, I could be completely Again, off base here. And in three weeks, we could hear Yankees are non-tendering Gary Sanchez, but I just don't think we're anywhere near that right now now we said last week what uh when joe was on the show with boone's response to whether or not gary's in the catching plans that doesn't mean that he's going to be a starting catcher that doesn't even mean that he's going to be on a team this year but the people that are running with oh we're going to non-tender gary first of all i don't even think you fucking know what that means and number two i don't think the yankees are even thinking about that right now so yeah, I'm keeping him, whether that means bringing in Yadi Molina or even having him split more time with Kyle Higashioka. I still would, I'm still keeping uh, Gary Sanchez on his team for one more year. I need to see Gary at least crawl towards being the player he was in 2016, 2017. Plus, just to add one thing, if you add him another year, that's when the collective bargaining agreement's up, and that's when they'll, they'll uh, create a universal DH. It'll be the... They're, they're not going back to, to pitchers hitting. So when that becomes official, his value goes up a little bit more. Same boat with uh, Miguel Andujar. So you, the, the right move is actually to keep him. And one last point I want to make real quick, and, and, and this is just a simple, a simple fucking yes or no answer, and, and, and it will lead us to the risk-reward of keeping him at this point. Um, was it Gary Sanchez's fault? Was his poor performance the reason the Yankees didn't win the World Series this year. He's so far down on the totem pole, I can't even 
Nah, you can answer that. But the answer is no because he no. didn't he didn't fucking play. We had a guy who played and did great defensively, correct? Yeah. Did, did that defensive yeah. catcher win us a World Series this year? Uh no. Okay. It actually got them okay. less far than they got the year. So now so if we're talking about something that we know did not win us a World Series, wh- why would you even think to get rid of him at this point? If worst case you have you bring a guy in who's defensively good. You bring a guy in like Yadi, who's towards the end of his career, whatever. Or worst case, you have Higgy back there, and he's a defensive catcher and does absolutely nothing for you offensively except run into a few here and there, which is great, whatever. Or the best case scenario of keeping him is Gary fucking turns it on like we know he can, and he and he hits thirty five fucking home runs next year. So so w- there it is, risk reward done. Yeah, I was very disappointed with the engagement on this poll. I thought Gary would have been the hottest button topic that we covered during these uh, polls. Uh, I don't know if if just the timing of it on Friday afternoon coming out was wrong or people are just apathetic towards him right now. Uh, Doubtful. It was was very disappointing, the turnout on these. But I'll read one here. At LK Bootman says, Gary's been in a hitting slump for seems way too long, and he's not great at catching. Higgy has stepped up. He's our guy. And this is... What I can't deal with right now. You got to give me something fucking stronger on why you want to get rid of Gary Sanchez other than hit Kyle Higashioka. Because if you're getting rid of Gary Sanchez for Kyle Higashioka, you're getting rid of Gary Sanchez for the wrong reasons. And why not just bench him for Kyle Higashioka? If that's like your, if that's the, if that's the hill you want to die on, then why not bench him for Kyle Higashioka? Why would you dump him for Kyle Higashioka? They're all signs point to keep. Yeah, and here's what Chris uh, at Capper 23 says. He says, can't wait to see what team he wins the MVP with after we dump him. Yeah, it'll probably happen. All right, here we go. Final two uh, players, Zach Britton. Chris, you're up. What do the fans vote on Zach Britton? say 84% keep. 90% keep wow. on Zach Britton. Oh. I think this one's a, uh, pretty much a no-brainer for me. Uh, the bullpen was short. And you're going to take your, I don't know. Do you want to call him their best most reliable, most reliable, most reliable. Okay. You want to call him your most reliable option on there? Uh, yeah, I'm not getting rid of Zach Britton. I know the Yankees have to, this weird fucking contract with him where they have to pick up the option or he can choose to become a free agent or he can stay for one more. I don't know what the hell the point of it is, but I'm saying the Yankees should just pick up the option. I don't care if he's what he's owed. He's yeah. your most reliable option out there. The guy can obviously step in there and be your closer. He's a great eighth inning option. There's absolutely no reason to get rid of Zach Britton. Yeah, I'm going keep here uh, on that as well. If you're going to allocate your money and, and fit it fit with it within a budget that's under the luxury tax, you really got to fit Zach Britton in there. From a Christian said, the depth of this bullpen, we need to we need a guy like Britton in there, and he's a he's a good, big ground ball pitcher. I mean, the Yankees need that. The Yankees need a guy like him at the back of that uh, bullpen. That you're not running the risk of of a guy who's going to give up too many home runs and and you know let the game get out of hand. They like that about him. They like bringing him in in those situations because he's a ground ball guy and he was their most reliable guy. I mean, again, this is a no brainer for me. I'm keeping him. just to go back on Gary, just to recap, Ryan, you dumped fans dumped and Chris and I are keeping. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So Rob, what are you saying on Zach Britton here? I mean, I know lefty righty doesn't really matter in modern baseball, but it, it 
outside of Chapman, Zach Britton's the only lefty in this bullpen, so I'd keep him for that alone. Then, you know, you look at his stuff, great ground ball pitcher. I, I add him, and maybe I'm looking at a, another lefty to add Tony Watson to be the other lefty in the bullpen. And he's a free agent, and I, I really like him. I think he'd be a nice compliment uh, with Britain, two lefties in the bullpen. So I'm, I'm keeping Britain, and I'm adding Tony Watson. That's Stack Guy Rise call of the of day. The off season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only reason why I really think it's up for debate on what we're doing with uh, Zach Britton is because of that looming option and whether or not the Yankees pick it up. Or yeah, the money. It's all. Listen, if 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 Steinbrenner didn't come out and talk about the luxury tax, we're not even discussing Zach Britton. I'll tell you right now, they drop Britton, they're going to get Tony Watson. No, I'm telling you right now, they if they drop Zach Britton, uh, they're, they're telling you they're not really in it to win the World Series yeah. this year. Yeah, no, keep him, keep him, keep him. Keep. Yeah, uh, we'll just read a quick fan comment here from Athena21 Yanks. Keep, he needs to be the closer next year. I can't watch Chapman giving up another series-ending home run. Mm. Mm. I'm going to store that. I'm going to store that yes. for when we get to Chapman. Store that for next week because we're wrapping up week one of Keep Em Dump Em's with number 99 on episode 199. Aaron Judge. Ryan, we'll close it out with you. What did the fans vote on Aaron Judge? Uh, 95 keep. It was actually a little lower. 89% keep Aaron okay. Judge. Wow. So more voted to keep uh, Britain? Yeah. Wow. Um, do I get to go first here? I mean, technically we go with the guy that guesses, but you can go first if you really want This to. guy is such a fucking cancer to this team. Get rid of him now. <laughs> Come on, dude. Listen, I get it. We're Some of us are a little sour, you know, on on Aaron Judge right now. We have a poor bad taste in our mouth. The guy's got to stay healthy. But at the end of the day, man, it's fucking Aaron Judge. And you know what? Yeah, he really he kind of had a shitty postseason, but he's he's your only run in in game 5. He shows up with a with a home run and he got into a few big I mean, we're talking about maybe he only had a few hits and they were like all home runs this postseason, but they were some big home runs, man. This guy is a winner. Uh, he's just got to he's got to get a team to put it all together. And I think the only way he can be that true leader that he needs to be is if he stays healthy and stays on the field, holds himself accountable as much as he can hold everyone else accountable. And that's how you get the most out of Aaron Judge. We still haven't seen his true potential. You keep this guy all day. Yeah, to be honest, I'm honestly I'm not really that big on Aaron Judge. He's he still ha- he's still I'm still unsure with him because I, I don't like how he handles himself off the field. I, I well, think he's doing he talks, heroin and fucking hookers. I mean, skag in teams of being in terms of being a leader. I just don't like how he handles. Yeah. Those Jersey Mike's he doesn't let, are terrible. He doesn't let his game. Yeah. The commercial, the acting's terrible, Awful. but you know, having the boom box playing New York, New York, walking past Red Sox, uh, the Red Sox lo- uh, clubhouse. I didn't like that. I didn't like how he's, you know, it came down to an elimination game against the Rays, and he's saying, this is what we live for, this is what we play for, and he doesn't show up. But I mean, I you know, I, yeah, I'm letting you – I understand, Rye, but I, I can't say he didn't show up, dude. He's the only one that really – he's the only one that really did anything in that game. And he, in that, he almost fun, broke in that his, last game? He had a home run in the, in the run. second he's inning. He offensively that really inning, did anything. First inning. And was that the same game where he almost broke his neck trying to rob a fucking home run, or was that in game four? Mm-hmm. That was in that game, I want to say. I just think ultimately there's still a lot more to improve on, and he he needs to start 
playing his game more than he's talking. I, I, I know you guys are disagreeing with that. I just I think that he he talk he talks no, too I, much. He's I agree not, with he you. He doesn't back himself up enough. He's not on the field enough. No, I no, get right, right. in that game. I agree with you. I, I that's what I'm saying. I don't think he could be a true leader that he needs to be until he's holds himself accountable here. And and that part right. of that is staying healthy. And the second part of it is stop running your mouth until you learn how to win. Yeah, I don't. But I've ha- never really seen him outside of the thing with the Red Sox. I don't really. See he did it again this postseason. I'm not even. I'm not really? even saying that he's. I'm not saying that he's running his mouth. I'm saying he. He just. I don't like the way he t- talks and the way he handles himself. Whether it be that New York, New York thing, or or with his response to that final game, I just. I. I'd rather he just let his game do the talking, and 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 all of that extra stuff is just nonsense and it's distracting. I, I don't think. I just don't think he's handling himself the way that you need him to handle himself. I I know it's little nitpicking stuff, but that's just. The but way when I'm they're not when team. they're not winning World Series, you got to nitpick. Mm-hmm. But I will say I will say this: if you're running a team, this guy's the most valuable player in baseball right now. So in terms of marketing your team around someone, you can't get rid of Aaron Judge because he makes you too, way too much money off the field. There's there that alone. Is is enough reason to keep him? But I, I just I'm not I'm not I'm not sold on Aaron Judge yet, guys. I'm just I'm not I'm not high on Judges. Oh, are you keeping him? But, no, but I'm keep but I'm definitely keeping him. I I'm fucking just, hate this guy, but game. let's keep him. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair. Again, when you got nearly a thousand votes on a poll and eleven percent of people vote to dump your franchise player, and you don't, you know, it's just like. It's just like I wish you know. Give me a nobody. Nobody responded why they would dump him. So I don't really have a other than if you want to look at the fact that he can't stay on the field. I can't think of one good reason to get rid of Aaron Judge because when the guy is on the field, you can't tell me with a straight face that he's not one of the best seven to ten players in the Major League Baseball. You can't tell me that. And if you are telling me that, I need to have you either drug test it or I need to fight you for being. Or stupid. you'll be our next keep him dump him pull. And we can just dump you. So I mean, yeah, I love Aaron Judge, dude. So I don't, I don't want to get rid of him. And Chris will say, "Oh, you'd say John Carlos injury prone, but why won't you say about Aaron Judge?" Because I'm allowed to fucking do what I want. This is America. Okay? It's just, yeah, it's just uh, irrational, and I can discredit you. No, you can't. He, I mean, he, if, uh, he is injury prone. One hundred percent, he is injury prone. He needs to stay. I, I'm going to say it again. I need this guy to uh, to be on the field 145 games. If we're playing 162 in 2021, he can't. He, I, he needs to be on the field for 145 of those at least. At you know, least. Another, another example of how he's not handling himself well was how he handled this injury. He he said that he was good to go. Yep. This yeah, year. I didn't like that. He comes I agree back with you on and that. then and then he falls apart. Yep by the end of that game. So it's like, yeah, it's, and communica- I ripped him for it. it's a communication thing for me. That's where I'm at a crossroads with Aaron judge. It's the way he communicates. And, I guess and Chris can go pull the audio when we talked it. about that. And I, and I took, yeah, no, we all did. I didn't like, we it. all did. So, yeah. Uh, but ultimately, like, I mean, if you're going to vote to dump Aaron judge, man, I just got a question. Like uh, what, what the fuck yeah. are you thinking? I like, think it's fair to have, brain? I think it's fair to have negative, uh, opinions right now, you know, to nitpick as Ryan said, but ultimately, if you're being a rational fan here, you can nitpick all you want. You're still keeping him right now. There's there's no way you get your point to a point where you're going to say let's get rid of him. 
So we're all in agreement here. The keep, fans keep, keep, and, keep. And us, you keep an Aaron Judge. Uh, I found one semi-negative response, and it's at Jim HM52. I voted keep, but I really want him to trade him to the Cubs for what? <laughs> for the, the Ivy, Cubs for the Ivy Wall. We want the Ivy in the Bronx. Nothing, please, except Javier Baez. But they're not going to trade you. No, yeah, they will. It's it's Javi MLB Baez. the show. It's MLB the show. It's not. It's not real life. <laughs> who the fuck is on the Cubs that you want to trade Aaron Judge for? I can't. I can't. Bill, one they, they're going to trade him for Bill Murray to sing. Chris uh, Bryant, take yeah, me out so to the ball game, please. Yeah, please, Chris. Let's please, Chris Bryant for Aaron Judge. Are you still living in 2016 and think Kyle Schwarber is like the second coming of mm, Jesus? Please. I mean, come on now. Please. Uh, Kenny Morales says, uh, for the 12% that voted dump, I literally cannot wait for this podcast. I wish I could hear the ridiculous rationale behind the choice. Unfortunately, Kenny, nobody had the balls to put their name to why they wanted to dump Aaron Judge. So uh, we're going to unfortunately um, kind of you know, wait. disappoint you on that I can, uh, I can, like... Assume, I can assume what the over the general answer would be here. He strikes out too much. Please. He strikes out. He strike. Did you see his strikeouts? Come on, give me a fucking break. If you're voting to dump Aaron Judge right now, I, I really have to question. And, and look, I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't have your fucking your your negative emotions towards him right now. I'm not high. I'm not that high on Aaron judge either, but at right now I should say overall I am of course, but at the end of the day, you're still keeping this guy. There's no way you're dumping him right now. Yeah, dude, I, I don't even want to, I really don't even understand it. Like, that's why I wish somebody, like we said with, uh, would happen on the other side of the coin. Like, tell me why. What is your reasoning? Don't don't hide behind. Uh, you know your vote. Tell me what your problem is with him. But all right, so uh, that's it for keep them, dump them. Uh, week one, uh, we got ten more coming up next week. Uh, I think you can probably figure out who's left that we would really. Uh, if you want to know, just here. head to our Twitter. At NYY Sports Talk. Follow us and stay tuned for the polls. Uh, before we wrap up the show, Chris, do you have any homework that you need to read or we're not doing that? No, that will be uh, next week again. That's starting next week? Correct. Okay. So uh, to wrap up the show here, one Mr. Uh, Marcus Strowman uh, decided he was going to open up his mouth uh, during the week. And he tweets uh, in response to something Jared Carabas tweeted. Uh, and I'm not even going to bother to go find it because it's really irrelevant. But Marcus Stroman says, besides Cole, there's no current pitcher on the Yankees who will be anywhere in my league over the next five to seven years. Their pitching always folds in the end. That lineup and payroll should be winning the World Series left and right, yet they in a drought. LOL. Hands up emoji. Can I just start, please? Because I know you have, I just have something quick to say. Okay. And I'll let you fucking, you can fucking take the floor. This is coming from a guy, okay, who I used to like because of the World Baseball Classic. I actually gained a lot of respect for him. I thought he was a fucking gamer. This is coming from a guy who, putting it into context, all of his, all of his other players throughout the entire league that he's part of a union with, a vast majority put their health at, at, on the line 
to do their job this year, just like the millions of other Americans out there, to get it done. So this is, A, coming from a guy who couldn't even fucking, who was too selfish to even go out there. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say that. Right? He opted out because of COVID, correct? That's what he said. Okay. Okay. And it, look, look, putting it into context, you're going to come out. If, if you don't come out and, and talk all your shit, right? Then fine. I respect your decision. Okay? I'm not saying it's, it's a bad decision. But when you're going to come out and act like Mr. Fucking Macho Man and start talking about other teams and how they're not in your league, you weren't in any league this year, motherfucker. You weren't in anything because you were too fucking scared of something that probably you 99.9% of the time would have gotten over. Okay? You couldn't even fucking show up on the field to play, let alone sit here and think you can talk shit about another team. So that's where I'll end my part of it is if you're going to have the balls to fucking talk shit, have the balls to fucking show up first. We'll, we'll take this. We'll escalate this. Well, first we'll start with when I brought this up to you guys over when it came out a few days ago that, you know, snack guy, Ryan, I don't think really took, uh, really took it into full context here. He, he agrees with the bottom part. Pitching always folds lineup payroll should win i'm not saying he's wrong there i'm not saying he's wrong that the yankees are not are falling short with their pitching and with their payroll they should be winning a world series every year i uh, trust me we if if anyone agrees it's us he did number one see though did you see christian that he added uh luis severino to that list with garrett cole he he grouped those two together just so oh you did know. he now yeah he added that he said i forgot about luis severino because he was hurt okay that's still i just, I, okay, I still let me don't, just throw that in there but it doesn't really go. make it it makes it okay. a little better but not a lot i want to make sure okay but oh. hey marcus how many how many world series have you pitched in i don't care that you were in toronto don't be fucking talking about what other teams are doing when you really haven't sniffed getting to the world series yourself and I know he's five foot six or whatever the fuck he is, and he's got that cute little saying, uh, "Height doesn't matter, doesn't measure heart or whatever it is that he says." Okay, that's fine. You can put it on a t-shirt; it makes you feel better about yourself. But what world are you living in that you think you're in Garrett Cole's league? When he phrased, let me read this again. I broke my phone, so the face ID doesn't work on it. Uh, besides Cole, there's no current Yankee pitcher who will be anywhere in my league. Dude, you're in Garrett Cole's league. I just said he's not in any league. He's not in any league right now. You're in Garrett Cole's league. You mean to tell me you line up every talent evaluator, every fan, your mother, anybody, who do they want starting game one of the World Series for them? Nobody is picking you, bro. No one. Nobody. So don't even insinuate that you and Garrett Cole are in an even playing field because it's not. Dude, on your best day, you're maybe a number three. I'm sorry. You just are. And people that follow me on Twitter know that I don't really like the guy because he fucking blocked me. Why? Because he's fucking soft. He tweeted some bullshit like this out when the, he got traded to the Mets and he was talking shit about the Yankees' uh, rotation. And all I did was point out that you can't make an uh, – favorable comparison between the two because it's one guy versus a staff versus maybe a week versus a month or whatever it was that he was doing block 
Why? Because he's fucking soft, bro. As uh, Jim Ross says, his fucking nuts can fit in a thimble, okay? Mm. This guy, I wouldn't want this guy anywhere near the fucking mound in uh, in the Bronx, okay? Because you want to talk about Sonny Gray shriveling up like a little flower in the bright lights of the Bronx. What the fuck do you think this guy is going to do? He is thin-skinned. He cannot fucking handle New York. And somebody responded to my tweet, well, he's just trying to get the Yankees to sign him. Really? By saying that? You think Brian Cashman is going to bring this fucking guy in after he just fucking ran down the way he runs his team? Come on now. I agree. Dude, I, I have... Uh... I, I have no time for fucking Marcus Stroman, bro. And like you said, he was in no league this year. He was in no league this year. Somebody pointed this out on the fan the other uh, the other day after this tweet came out. Do you know that he was injured? That's why he didn't start the season with the Mets. Yes. He had a hamstring injury. Yes, I did. You know that, right? Yes. And you know that he announced that he was opting out of the season after he hit his service time to become a free agent this year? There you go. I mean, That's there you when go. he was afraid of. That's when he was afraid of COVID. Exactly. And that's exactly why I didn't hold back when I called him a coward. Because I'm not sitting here saying that if you have a fear to go into work or anything, that you are unjustified. All I'm saying is when you take everything into account, you have to look at why your other peers, why everyone else is around you and putting their health at risk. And at the end of the day, to me, you're using that as, as an excuse. And you couldn't you know, even show up. And I'd say, and let me let me just be clear about something. I'd say the same thing if Luis Severino posted something like that when he was like, uh, if he came out and tweeted, uh, "When I come back in June or July, no one outside of Cole will be, even be in my league." Whatever, even if it was something positive for, the, I would say, show the fuck up first. Stop being, stop getting injured. Be fucking healthy. Improve yourself before you want to come out here and talk shit about anyone. I didn't think that it was uh, great, you know, whatever. I thought it was cowardly of David Price to opt out of the season because of COVID. But you know when he did that shit? In the offseason, before right. the season started. Right. And you can take wait, it more seriously not at that, that he point. Had, not that he had the the excuse of having an injury that he can manipulate his service time and then be like, oh, I'm afraid of COVID. Like, I believe it was Andrelton Simmons, if I'm not mistaken, with the uh, with the Angels that became afraid of COVID once the fucking Angels were eliminated from postseason contention. Mm-hmm. Now you're afraid you played a whole season? The last week of the season, you're afraid that you're going to catch coronavirus? Come on, bro. I don't like when oh. using an excuse to cover up what a fucking punk ass you are. I'm sorry. And to, to tweet that, is it like, is that like a, is that a free agency strategy that he's, he's doing to like attack a, four guys on a, on a, pitching staff and like what are other gms gonna gonna think looking at that tweet he's gonna talk about one team like this i'm not gonna sign this guy he's clearly going to cause more harm than good he's not that he's not as good as he thinks yeah i mean you're hurting yourself by doing this and And you're not even making sense by doing this. honestly and last thing i'll say um marcus stroman ironically is going to end up being a guy who might not get signed right away because we all know what kind of money Marcus Stroman thinks he he deserves, right? Clearly, he thinks he deserves clearly. Cool money. And we're in a year coming off this pandemic of a shortened season where teams lost millions and millions of dollars of revenue and aren't going to be breaking the bank to sign guys who are kind of in the middle. And yeah, does he does he lean more towards above average? Yes, right. Sure. But when you have the 
when you have the assumption that you are way beyond, way beyond that. You're an elite like Garrett Cole. Trust me, you are going to be very disappointed with any offer you get and you probably won't sign. And if you do and you do finally give in, it's not going to be at the beginning of the year, I promise you. I'm just... When I saw that, dude, I just, I fucking turned red, dude. Just like, shut the fuck up because especially for a guy like Strowman, whose whole thing is being built on the little, the little fucking dog in the big yard or whatever it is. Like the Yankees have Marcus Strowman. His name is Davey Garcia. Right. Why don't you pump that guy up instead of being like, dude, not in my league. Fuck you. Whose ceiling is going to be much higher than Marcus Strowman. I can promise you that. What are you doing, dude? You could have cost himself some money with that. He's a salty bitch because he's still mad that the Yankees didn't trade for him. And then after the fact, Brian yeah. Cashman didn't say directly about him, but said that there was when he didn't make a trade for him, he said there was no difference makers available. So obviously that meant <laughs> that, you know, you're not a difference maker, bro. You're not like uh, nobody's bringing you in to win a World Series. Stabilize a rotation, make dirty starts, be good. Yeah, but you're not a difference maker. You know, seriously, get the shut the fuck up. Go away. And I'm beg, but I'm telling, don't go too far away. I'm begging you to play in the American League. Yeah, I'm really, please. I'm keeping my fingers fucking crossed that you you sign with American League East team, and this way the Yankees can fucking bury you in 2021. And then maybe you can, I I don't expect it, but maybe he'll walk back his comments. Maybe you can go against Garrett Cole in a game and lose 10 to one, where Cole strikes out 15 and he's out of there in the third inning. That would be fucking great. I agree. I need to go before my son fucking. Yeah, I think we needs to go to the hospital. To go. Is he all right? He's still screaming. He's still <laughs> screaming for me. All right. Well, we're done here. This has been episode 190 the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Big episode 200 next week. Not sure if we'll have any major surprises, but we will wrap up the end of the uh, keep them dumpums here. We want to thank everybody for the support of the show, everybody that voted and responded to the polls here. Uh, we did get some great engagement. I was a little disappointed in the Gary one. I just don't, I was hoping for some more uh, hatred of Gary, but people just kind of left that alone but anyway thank you for listening follow us on twitter at stack guy rye underscore nyyst at chris jr underscore nyyst at christian underscore nyyst thank you for listening stack guy rye go yanks chris say goodbye Peace.